if I look back at it, I probably should have stopped. But again, I, I am what I would call either stubborn or motivated. I don't know. One of the two. This one's radio episode 624 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is once again brought to you by my friends over at DKMS, which is the uh, international nonprofit doing everything they can to help rid the world of blood cancer and various other blood diseases. Uh, we've talked a lot about the you know, getting in the pool and being a part of the, the marrow uh, registry donation list, uh, which is a simple process. You just get the uh, get the kit, swab your cheek, send it back, and uh, there you go. And, and if you end up being a match for somebody, uh, DKMS will contact you. And uh, give you give you the scoop, give you the inside uh, information on what you can do, and and, and the whole process of uh, leading up to and, and donating some some marrow, and hopefully you know potentially saving a life. Uh, but there are other options as well. You know that's that's the big one. That's what they're pushing. And if you haven't joined the uh, the pool yet, if you haven't joined me in the donor pool yet, uh, I would I would hope you would consider doing that. But there are other options available as well. They, they uh, you know, DKMS has some some races that they partner with as far as you know fundraising options. Uh, off the top of my head, I know that Flying Pig is one of them, and uh, Marine Corps, and New York City. And I'm not sure if you can still get into you know some of those fall 2018 races. But if you're looking at 2019, maybe tr- doing a charity race, uh, a race for a cause, and DKMS is speaking to you. Those are some options, and of course, if you, if there are other races that you can do, you can still be a, a charity runner for DKMS at, at a variety of other races. You know, using using DKMS as a, as a fundraising opportunity. So, if that's something that's more up your speed, those options are available as well. So, if you want to find out more of the details, more of the opportunities that are available to you to help DKMS get rid of blood cancer and various other blood diseases from this world, uh, head over to dkms.org for all that information. Get your swab kit while you're there as well and join me in the pool of potential donors. And you can also text the word AMAZING, that's A-M-A-Z-I-N-G, to the number 50555 for more information from all things related to what DKMS is doing. So thanks to DKMS for sponsoring today's episode of the show. And thank you guys for continuing to support the sponsors who support the show, which, uh, you know, when, when that happens, everybody wins, right? So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is someone that has recently kind of found his way back to our sport, uh, but someone that is, is definitely taking the bull by the horns when it comes to this whole running thing this time around. In addition to getting back into running just, I mean, just several months ago from what I can gather, we'll, we'll get that story as we go, I'm sure. Uh, but he's also, you know, like I said, gone all in. He's got a, a blog now and, and, a, and a new podcast, uh, all in kind of a, an effort to help chronicle his journey uh, towards some of, some of the new running goals that have, have come into his life. And uh, in addition to all this running stuff that he's got going on, he's also a husband and father, which are certainly his, his uh, most important titles. Uh, and it's a pleasure to be able to welcome Mr. Uh, AJ Scarlato to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, AJ. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Denny, so much. I'm very excited and uh, 
just humbled and honored to, for that introduction. So thank you. Yeah, you're, you're certainly welcome. And guys, like, like I said, lot, lots of new things coming on for AJ on the running scene. So if you want to check out what he's got going on, kind of cheer him on. And he's, he's like I said, still kind of in that uh, that beginner phase or that, that re, you know, re, renewing phase of getting back into running. Uh, you can follow along on uh, on the website at MarathonDads.com and on the Twitter at MarathonDads is the handle there. Um, and we'll have everything linked up as we always do. Uh, in the show notes for, for today's episode, which you can get to at disruns.com slash 624. So you want to connect with AJ and you're out on the go, can't can't pull up the phone right now or whatever, uh, no worries. We got you covered as always, disruns.com slash 624 for today. So uh, AJ, the, the way we always start off the show, and I, I know you've uh, heard this once or twice at least, so you, you, it's not going to be a surprise for you, which is always good. Don't uh, don't Never try to make this a surprise. But uh, it's the same question for everybody. And uh, I'm just going to throw it out there and, and you know, kind of see where it takes us. Uh, but it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, uh, yeah, so great question. Um, for me, my my favorite distance is probably the 5K. Um, and uh, there's quite a, a story and a reason about that. <laughs> so for the folks who um, may not have heard my story yet, I'll kind of start and elaborate a little bit on that. So um, as you kind of said in the intro, my running career, um, really kind of kicked off officially when I was in high school. Um, although I had always grown up with sports and been involved in, um, soccer since I was at the age of six, I officially started, um, running in my sophomore year of high school and I did cross country. So those of you who know cross country or especially cross country within Florida, and it's probably like that all throughout the United States, our races are 5Ks. Mm -hmm. So 3.1 miles, uh, distance. So that's what we, we set out to do. That's what we train for. And so for me, that's kind of really what my home distance is, is what feels natural and comfortable to me, which is what I've been really starting and training for since, like you mentioned, the beginning of this kind of new journey for me. So the 5k, um, is just what is, was most natural. Um, and I prefer that, although my ultimate goal and some of the pieces that I do want to reach for sure are that of kind of moving on into the 10 Ks and the half marathons and then the marathon, which we can kind of talk a little bit more in the future. But yeah, definitely the 5k is, is my home and, uh, hoping to try to get those times down for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, you know, the, the 5k is, is, uh, I, I maybe, uh, short shift it sometimes as, as folks that listen to the show regularly know that it's, it's definitely not my favorite distance. Cause it's just, you know, when you're racing it hard, no matter, no matter what speed, what your time is, you know, whether, whether you're 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever, if you're, if you're pushing hard for as, as hard as you can go for three miles, that's just a, it's a tough distance, but it, but it is a, it, it's a, it's a distance that keeps you honest. Like, you know, you, you can go out there and just cruise it and, and no big deal. But if you want to push it and race it, boy, it's, it's a, it's a tough challenge again, no matter where you are on that, you know, whatever your, your fast is on that spectrum. Oh, absolutely. And um, for, for me now, kind of, you know, being a little bit older, so 37 years of age uh, and kind of reigniting, getting back into, you know, trying to get into some uh, future fitness pieces. Um, I'm not able to run at the same <laughs> speeds or pace that I used to as I was in high school. But yeah, totally in high school. I mean, you talk about pushing yourself. I mean, um, obviously, you know, being younger and more fit, you can kind of push yourself to different limits, but yeah, I remember, I mean, we would give it our all out. Um, mm -hmm. you know, one of the primary things that we would do and our coach had trained us on was, you know, striding out at the beginning of the race and kind of, you know, getting out in front of the pack because there's a lot of, you know, mm -hmm. people running at that time. And so getting out early on and quick, so you're full out sprinting, you know, for a couple hundred yards and you try to settle into what is your quote unquote race pace, but that race pace is fast. I mean, we right. were trying to do six minutes or seven minute miles at that, at least for my age. 
uh, or, or my uh, skill set in junior varsity and just going as hard as we can. And then, yeah, you, then you get to the finish line and you start hearing everybody cheering. You just, you're all out and then you're literally on the floor just, you know, trying to recover and gasp for air. So kind of like a marathon, but you know, just in a different format for sure. So yeah, absolutely. With, uh, with that kind of, you know, thinking back to, you know, those, those early days in, in, in high school running some cross country, um, to, to where you are now kind of getting back into the sport. Is it, uh, has it been, I don't know, a tough pill to swallow? Has it been a, a reality check or, or what's, what's the, you know, what, what's the feeling with where you are now knowing where you were and, and, you know, I mean, when you're 16, 17 years old, like for, you know, I mean, it's not, not going to be the same 20 years later, but mm-hmm. is it, is it a little bit tough to remember running, running those, those paces and, and those times back then versus, versus where you are now at all? Yeah. So it's funny that you bring that up as far as the memories. I mean, those were some of the really uh, great memories of my high school playing sport. I, I played soccer for three of the years and then I ran cross country for one. I remember those events and those days like they were yesterday, literally uh, just the bonding and the teamwork and the camaraderie with, you know, the my friends at that time. Um, I, I do remember the fact that I wish it's a little disheartening when I try to run it now. And I'm, I know what my mind thought about back then and how I could keep up. And then my body is just telling me different things. So one of the things that I had shared in some of my journey pieces is that my PR for a 5k was like just under 20 minutes. It was like 19 something. I forgot exactly what the time was. Um, and that's, that's pretty fast. That's, you know, that that's, that's booking it for sure. But now, I mean, I can't probably break a 30. I just did a 5k a few weeks ago and I couldn't get it under 30. And that's because of, you know, getting in the routine of it again and training and all that. But as far as going through the journey, it's been a little disheartening to be like, man, in my mind, I'm like, I used to be able to do this, but (laughs) it's just not the same anymore. Um, and it doesn't mean that, that I can't get there, but as you know, it's work and life and family Mm -hmm. and things kind of all have to be balanced for sure. But um, those spirits and those things are kind of what keeps me going, knowing that I can do it. And it just takes some time to kind of get back in the routine of things. So, um, yeah, always, those are some of the, those are the reasons why I'm continuing to do what I'm doing now. If I hadn't had that perhaps running background, maybe I'd just be relating to it a little bit different or my journey would be different. But, um, yeah, those are the things that kind of help keep me going as well as some of the, these things too, some of the personal accountabilities of, uh, trying to make sure that I keep myself motivated, which is one of the primary reasons why I, I do the podcast is to keep myself motivated and, and going. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I definitely want to get into the, the podcast in, in, in a bit, but what was it that, that spurred you to get, uh, to get back into running now? You know, I, I feel like, you know, I, I I, I don't know. I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to, to or, you know, thinking about uh, trying to spit out of my mouth is is the idea that you know, a lot of the things that I did back in high school, sports or activities or things like that, like I, I don't have much of a desire to to get back into at least not to that level. You know, may, maybe a, a little bit of casual something or you know, like I played I played ice hockey in, in high school. That was my sport. So like you know, I, I, I refereed for a few years. It was kind of nice to get back out on the ice, but it's it's not a big thing for me to, to get back on the ice, uh, as much right now. Um, so, so what was it that, that kind of motivated you to, to pick up the, you know, grab a new pair of running shoes and, and get out there and, and pound the pavement a little bit? Well, that's a great question. And there's a kind of, there's a few reasons for that. The first is simply been, um, kind of stuck in a non fitness related, um, environment, meaning I wasn't feeling well. Um, I I wouldn't say that I had like a life changing event or anything like that where I was, you know, hurt or hospitalized or anything like that. But just basically over, I don't know, maybe the last five or six years, I've just been kind of, you know, caught up in that nine to five work, 
you know, um, working a lot of hours, trying to balance uh, work life and all of that. And basically not really putting myself as the number one, you know, putting family number one, putting work number one, skipping breakfast, not eating well at uh, lunchtime uh, or going through fast food or whatever. And all of that kind of compiled, you know, not really doing any fitness at all, you know, like no exercise, nothing uh, other than walking around maybe a theme park or something like that. That was kind of it. Um, and so that and I knew that I was doing that this whole time. Right. And I'm also kind of a night owl, too. So. I wouldn't eat breakfast, eat bad lunch, come home, eat everything in sight, family goes to bed, stay up and watch TV, right? What does that do to you over time? It deteriorates you, mm-hmm. uh, gaining, you know, the heaviest that I've ever been before and, and all of those things. And I'm like, in my mind, you know, I'm thinking back and say, you know, I, I used to be an athlete. I, mm-hmm. what, what's different, what's changed, right? And so I've been kind of going through this internal thing for a while to figure out, well, what, what can I do and how can I change this, right? Well, that's kind of one pathway of it is knowing what I needed to do differently and trying to figure out how do I do that? And you know, the typical things of, Oh, I'll start running. I'll do this. Well, next week right. or tomorrow or whatever. And then it just never happens. But the other thing was, is that, and I've shared some of this story, but for those of listening here may not have know may not know this is that I have kind of always spotted and doing running here and there over the years on picking up a casual 5k or because I live in central Florida, Disney does a really great job mm-hmm. at some of their races. And so going to, to those have been important. So in 2015, I actually had, um, tried to train for a marathon and we can talk about that as we go through. Um, but that, that's one of the main pieces was that marathon piece. So, um, I don't know if we want to go to that part at the moment, but either way, that's kind of the, the start. So I, I do want to touch on that, but, um, just, just to point out then that they, they, clearly this isn't the first time that you've gotten back into running since, since those, those high school cross country days, you've, you've dabbled it in a little bit. Um, and, and again, if I, if I heard you correctly, a couple of five Ks, couple of five Ks, bam, like I'm going to, I'm going to try to run, uh, run a marathon, uh, a few years ago. What was, what, what was that, uh, motivator to go from, <laughs> you know, the neighborhood five K here and there, uh, which, which, you know, anybody can do you you can you can walk it you know you can you can do it without crazy training being super dedicated you can jump into it whatever um but a marathon that doesn't exactly work out so what was what was the motivation to to take that leap yeah yeah so great question and and good ramp up for for that um yeah so uh from high school until the point where i started to dabble in those running pieces again that was that probably started in 2009 um and i could like you said did the occasional um local race here or there hit a few 5ks through disney um and then when i was doing those i i had always had you know the bucket list thing in mind of okay what are these things that i want to accomplish as i'm getting older um, and want to do before I maybe can't be able to do them again. So I would say probably in 2010, 2011, that's when I kind of had that bucket list item in my mind of, wouldn't it be great if I could do a marathon? Well, um, that was kind of a far distant dream at that point. And so I didn't really think about it a whole lot after that. So then I started to do a little bit more of the five K's and then eventually did a few 10 K's as well. Um, and then I was like, well, you know what? I can't just go straight to a marathon. Why don't I try to do something like a half marathon? So in 2012, I um, said, let's do a half marathon. And so I had never done one before. So I partnered up with some of the friends of mine at work and who guys who had actually done some running before. And we did a local um, down in downtown Orlando, a half marathon there. Uh, Never had really trained for it. I think the most I had run during that time was maybe like six miles or so. Mm. So I decided to run that. And of course, you know, a half marathon is 
13 plus miles. <laughs> and uh, it was an eye opener, but it wasn't as surprising as I thought where I was not going to be able to make it or finish it. I did kind of hit some walls kind of around the eight or nine mile mark for sure. Um, but I did finish it in about two hours and 38 minutes, if my memory serves me correctly, something like that. Not terrible. Um, and I was very proud of myself now, but I had a lot of um, issues afterwards. I was in a lot of pain in my knees after. And so I had to go to one of the medical center pieces there, uh, like the local ones where they just kind of ice you up. So I had ice on both of my knees, not realizing that that was kind of the start of what was going to be a future injury. But back to the point of what you had asked is how did I go from, you know, five Ks to the marathon? So since, you know, brilliant me thought, well, I did a half marathon. Why can't I do a marathon? So I, I decided to, uh, uh, let's see if that was in 2012. I decided to take a few years off doing a couple 5Ks here and there. And then in 2015, I January, because Disney always does their marathons at the beginning of the year, I decided to sign up for the uh, full marathon in 2015 for Disney. So, uh, yeah, I'll kind of just pause there for a second. But that's that's how I got to the marathon. And it was all a bucket list of I'm going to do that once and then it's checked off the list and never have to do it again. Yeah, and and um, you know, I I, <laughs> I had to chuckle to myself because I, I do I do kind of know how this story plays out at least at least the the, the details or the 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 generals of of the uh, of the story, but uh, when you said uh, you know ran a half marathon and then decided to take a couple years basically off before before running the uh, the marathon. Um, instead of, you know, instead of the idea of sticking with it, you already have a little bit of a base. You, you, you did some training and even if the training wasn't perfect, you just run 13 miles. Like what a, what a great launch pad to, to kind of move up to uh, the next distance to, to tick that item off your bucket list a little bit. Um, but instead take a couple of years off, hopefully uh, learn, a, learn a few lessons from the half marathon training so that when you sign up for the, the marathon, uh, you can be a bit better trained, a bit more prepared, and and ready to go on race day was probably the idea. But uh, if I if I heard the story right the first time, that uh, isn't exactly how things played out. That is true, <laughs> absolutely, a hundred percent. And actually, what had happened at the time is um, I had uh, probably the greatest thing in my life happen, which was the birth of my son. Mm. So um, that's, that a good, was that's right. a good excuse to to put running on the back burner for a minute. I'll get I'll give you that. <laughs> Yes, yes, it was. And so, yeah, I had our first child, um, my son, um, right at that same time. Um, and that was, you know, primary reason why I, uh, I mean, not a good excuse, but a, but a, but a decent one, I guess, when you look back at it. So we were blessed, um, to have him, uh, his name is also AJ as well. And so, yeah, basically spent, you know, the first year or two, uh, obviously continuing to work. I also did, what do you call in life? Um, uh, they had say, they say, there's like four major events that can occur in your life. And if you have them all at the same time, it can be quite traumatic or whatnot. So at that same point, I had the birth of my son. I was promoted to uh, a leader manager at my work and we moved um, all in the same year in the same like two months. Uh, didn't have the last one happen, which is I think they say if you have a death in the family, which God forbid or thank right. God we didn't have that. But all three of those um, at the same time. So it was a big point, And so that's kind of a reason why the break in time occurred. Um, but I think it was for, for the right reasons for sure. But yeah, so I almost started over, um, to get back to that <laughs> marathon for, for sure. And, um, well, how was, how was the, the first marathon? How did that, uh, I guess at this point still the only marathon, how, how did that, uh, you, you signed up and, and, uh, how did it go? Yeah. So, um, this is kind of the, uh, the crux and the meat of the whole story for me and why I'm back on where I am. So, um, Basically, uh, in 2014, um, I would say um, 
probably around April, May, sometime around that point, um, we were at the office and somebody is in mine and some of my colleagues were talking about, you know, getting back into racing and running and all of that. And, and we had done some, you know, a little bit here and there and dabbling. I wasn't completely not running at that point, but just very casual. So we had the bright idea to, um, do a, um, to do a marathon. And so we said, hey, I wonder if the Disney one is is open. So went online and the Disney marathon was still open. So we went from basically almost zero running to signing up for a marathon. So it doesn't seem very knowledgeable or smart by any stretch of the imagination. But that was my bucket list. I was like, OK, well, we've got at least six months, if not more, to train for this. And so in my mind, it all seemed right if I would have done the training appropriately. So uh, we signed up for it. Um, he, uh, my buddy and I, uh, he kept on his training plan. Uh, and as the story will go, you'll hear how his result of the running went versus how mine did. So I signed up with it, uh, with all good aspirations, life kept moving on, life was in the way, work was in the way. And I, I would, I would definitely do some running, but I never, if I remember correctly, I never trained anything more than maybe four miles. Mm. Um, and I didn't do anything more than like maybe nine runs from the time I signed up for that marathon until the marathon itself. So for, for you as an experienced runner and all of your listeners probably too, is these are the things not to do for sure. <laughs> right. um, so, but in my mind, I was like, you know, I did it. I paid for it. I can do it. You know, even if I run, walk it, how, how bad can it be? Uh, I had no idea what I was getting into. So kind of fast forwarded a little bit more, um, tried to pick up the training regimen as we got closer, but it just never worked. And really literally three or four days before the event, um, it was around the holidays, of course, because it's in January. Uh, I remember my, my mother, who was over for the holidays, said, this is a crazy idea. You should never do it. You're going to get hurt. Um, and everyone was trying to talk me out of it. And I'm like, no, I can do this, right? So, like I said, fast forwarding through, um, the good news is I did finish the marathon. Um, so I'm very happy about that. But here's the little bit of the story as the marathon occurred. So um, I, I remember this one as well, like it was yesterday. So I basically was able to run at a decent pace, um, stopped a few times from, you know, the very start. And again, these things start early, 5 a.m. in the morning with all the corrals they have. I mean, I think I was in the corral for those of you who have, may not have done this. I was in the corral probably for an hour right. <laughs> because I was in the back, uh, one of the back ones because I had never run a race before. So I didn't have any like times to go off of or any metrics for them to put me in. So anyway, so sitting there waiting for an hour, super pumped, super hyped. Um, but anyway, going through first nine miles, I was able to get through pretty much with no issue. But then I started to have um, some pain in my knee, which I know we haven't talked about. I have suffered a, a few injuries and we can kind of work through that. But um, through Nile Mine, or I'm sorry, up until the ninth mile, um, I was doing okay. And then it transitioned to this point of my right knee having a lot of pain. And I was like, you know what, this is it. It's probably, I'm not going to be able to make it. So I went ahead and walked, uh, and then tried to start again. And it was a excruciating and stabbing pain in my right knee to the point that I, if I look back at it, I probably should have stopped. But again, I, I am what I would call either stubborn or motivated. I don't know one of the two. <laughs> um, but I was like, no, I am, I was determined to do this no matter if it killed me. And I was basically saying if my body is going to take me out of this event, then it will. But my mind is not going to do that. So I you talk about the emotional ups and downs. And I hear, you know, multiple runners talk about this, too. I was in some of those up and down, you know, dark places. I was emotional. I cried a few times throughout the race just to myself. Like, you know, I, I said I could do this. But then I'm like, well, I didn't train. 
constantly battling back and forth, back and forth. And so uh, the kind of the fast forward, the whole piece is that I walked from mile, mile nine all the way to the end, mm. uh, went to almost every medical I, um, little tent they had. It got the, uh, the freeze stuff that you put on your knee or whatever mm. you call it, um, took Tylenol, probably too much Tylenol, <laughs> um, and drank a lot of water. But I crossed the finish line. Um, and, uh, one quick other story that I think, uh, just would be good to share is that, um, Disney and maybe most marathons, they have, uh, you, you have to keep up a certain pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on what sort of mile you may be on, um, they do have, because they, ha- they can only keep the roads closed within the park area for so long. They have these buses that, um, apparently, um, well they do cause I saw it come and kind of pick you up or, or, or vans or whatever, if you, if they're kind of drifting off. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I kept looking back really when I was at like after mile 20, I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it. I, I'm, my mind is there, but someone's going to pick me up. So kept looking back up, looking back, nobody, you know, nobody was there, but I think around either mile 24 or 25 or something like that, there was something that appeared to be a Disney bus or a Disney van. And I'm like, you know what? Nope. I'm not going to let this mm-hmm. happen. So I kept moving and moving. Uh, luckily didn't get pulled off the track, but yeah, my time for the marathon was seven hours and something, I want to say 20 minutes or 30 minutes. So not great by any stretch of the imagination, but again, I had finished it and I had gotten that medal in my hand and that is what I wanted. Now I had to physically kind of go to the medical station. Um, and then basically I had to get a wheelchair to get on the bus because my legs had locked up Mm -hmm. and seized to the point where I couldn't go anymore. So Basically, I also was unable to walk fully for about a day and a half um, after the event. Um, My wife came and picked me up because we had actually stayed in the hotel. Uh, My wife actually also had to carry me from her car into the house, Mm -hmm. and I stayed laying in bed for a day and a half. I thought I had seriously done something to my knees where I wouldn't, sounds crazy, but wouldn't be able to walk again. But Mm -hmm. that wasn't true. I had just done such a traumatic event of not doing the proper training to finishing the race and putting seven hours of pain on that as well as with an injury. So with all that said, um, I did accomplish it, but uh, that's really the spark for why I'm trying to start over. Um, so pause gotcha. there for a second. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's so many things to, to get into uh, related to that and that, that story and, and the lessons learned and, and maybe the, the finish line uh, thoughts because I, I remember my first marathon and, and thinking, God, this is this is ridiculous and I'll never do that again. Which you know, b- best laid plans often go awry, and, and here we are, whatever <laughs> nine or ten marathons later. But uh, yeah. before we get into all of that, I uh, just want to take a, a quick second, AJ, and, and pay a couple bills here real quick. And uh, once again, guys, thanks thanks to you guys for supporting the sponsors. And uh, today's sponsor is is once again DKMS, which is the the international nonprofit that we've been we've been talking about for several months now. They've been on board for for quite a while. Um, and, and they're just doing great things, helping, helping to rid the world of blood cancer and various other blood, blood disorders and blood diseases. Uh, and the way that they do that is, is they work to create a, a registry of uh, potential donors who would be willing to donate bone marrow to a, a complete stranger, somebody who is, is fighting the fight against blood cancer and, and, and or other blood diseases. Um, and, and to date, in the, the 28 years that DKMS has been in, in existence around the world, uh, they've signed up over 8 million potential donors. And uh, they've got room for more. They're they're looking for more. They they you know more the more folks that are in the pool, the the higher the likelihood that uh, you know that that the, the, the perfect genetic match that one in a million situation is gonna gonna come into play where somebody who needs a donation is gonna be able to find somebody who is willing to to donate and uh, very well potentially saving their lives or saving that person's life. And uh, so far, over seventy thousand bone marrow donations have uh, have happened as a result of that 
donor pool being in place. And uh, if you'd like to join me in the pool, if you're if you're willing to, uh, you know, maybe take a couple of days off of running to potentially donate some some bone marrow, uh, if if you're you know if somebody lines up to be a match for you somewhere in the future, uh, which I think is a, a pretty darn good excuse to a good reason, good rationale for taking a few days off of, of training. It's not like you're going to take weeks or months off. It's literally a few days, not a big deal. Um, and and the, the payoff again potentially saving a life. So it's pretty pretty good reason to do that. Uh, head over to dkms.org and they'll they'll have the information right there to sign up. They'll send you uh, the swab kit, the little cotton swabs. You swab around the inside of your mouth, stick them back in the, the container, send them back. It's all postage paid, costs you nothing but a couple of, a couple of seconds of your time. Um, and then you're in the pool. And if, if a match shows up, DKMS will contact you. Everything's taken care of, covered. All you've got to do is be there and be willing to, to potentially save a life. And if you'd like some more information, you can also text the word AMAZING. That's A-M-A-Z-I-N-G to the number 50555. And you can get your questions answered. And you can also, I believe, get your uh, swab kit from there as well. So thank you to DKMS for the continued support. Uh, more importantly, thank you to DKMS for what they're doing to help uh, rid the world of, uh, of a type of cancer that doesn't get the, uh, the press and the coverage and the, uh, the, the, maybe the funding that uh, some of the other cancers get. And thank you guys for supporting them uh, because, I mean, it's, you know, listen to a podcast, buy, buy some gear, things like that, whatever. That's, that's, that's great. But here you are potentially saving a life, changing, changing, changing the course of history for or the, the future for somebody with a blood cancer, or blood disease. So thank you for that. Uh, and thank you again, once again, to DKMS for supporting the show. So uh, AJ, getting back to, to, to where we left off, you just crossed the finish line of your first marathon. You were woefully unprepared, um, more unprepared than I was for my first marathon. And I thought I was, I was, you know, pretty much setting the bar low at, at doing the longest <laughs> run of 14 miles leading into, into my marathon. Um, I also had some, some knee issues and some gimping around. I wasn't, uh, maybe I could, I could still walk for a couple of days afterwards, but boy, it wasn't, wasn't a whole lot of fun. Uh, so you get across the finish line and, and in those, those hours and, and days afterwards, when, when the knees are screaming, they are not happy you have this, this worry of like, gosh, maybe I, I really screwed my knees up forever. Um, did you ever, it, it, I mean, we, we, at that point, what were your thoughts on running? Like, am I, I'm done with this never again. Did, did you ever think that maybe you'd be at a position where you, you, you'd want to try that whole scenario again? Well, um, well, thank you for, uh, the, the piece. Cause I figured that I probably did set the record for worst preparedness <laughs> for a marathon. Um, for sure. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So yeah. Um, literally when I, I had a lot of time to think I was laying in bed, um, for a while and yeah, the, well coming across the finish line, very happy as far as being completed with it. A lot of pain, a lot of emotions, tears and all that. My family wasn't there. I specifically didn't want them to be there because I didn't know when I would probably finish because I wasn't expecting to do anything traumatic and, and, you know, do well or anything like that. Um, so different story for that. But when I got home, um, I'm in a lot of pain. So I was like, no, never again. I did it. I crossed the finish line. I did my, um, uh, my bucket list item, I am never going to run a marathon again. Uh, literally for like the first day, that was it. Uh, I sat there in my bed. I had the medal in my hand. I did take a few pictures of it and kind of showed some friends of mine that I had done it. Um, and, but then some people were telling me because I told them how bad I had felt and what had happened. And they're like, AJ, oh, my gosh, what did you do? You know, the marathons are so hard on the body. Um, you could have really hurt yourself. All of these things, all these negative thoughts were kind of going through my head, kind of reiterating the fact of, you know, I, I didn't train properly and, and I'm not going to do this anymore. So I, I wouldn't say that it came up again as far as me wanting to do it um, right away. What I can say is that I did feel a void when I completed it and thought back of, 
I didn't want to do it in that fashion. I, I knew that I couldn't probably run 26 miles straight, even when with great training, right, which I knew I didn't mm-hmm. train well at all. But I thought that I could get something better or respectable. Maybe I was thinking um, inaccurately because, of course, I didn't train right. So some point from 2015 um, to the point where I'm at now, um, I had thought in my head that I somehow, and I use this word a lot, and it seems weird when I say it, that I cheated that marathon. Well, I definitely didn't cheat it because I sure as heck finished it and I ran every step of the way that I was supposed to. Uh, Didn't get picked up by the bus. Maybe I should have. Um, But when I say I cheated, I felt like I want to be able to do it and I want to be able to do it with the proper training, with the proper technique, proper nutrition and do it to a sense where I can finish the race and not feel like I literally just killed myself after that. And so these thoughts had kind of started to spark again for me at the beginning of this year, 2018. And I was like, well, how am I going to do that? Well, to do it right. And I've, I've gone online, I've done research. I know how the proper marathon training plans are and out there like that. And so I was like, if I'm going to do this, I need to start slowly. Even if it takes me two years or three years, who cares? I just want to be able to do it. So I was like, let's start it up again. Let's start running um, and training and all that. And then I look back into my professional training as far as what I do for a living. And I look at, you know, you can't just make goals if I want to lose weight or Mm. I want to do this. You got to set smart objectives. So a lot of folks have heard of smart objectives like, you know, they're measurable and they're accountable and they're actionable and all that. So I'm like, Mm. how am I going to be able to do this? So what I thought of was, how can I make myself truly, truly accountable? Because I've always fallen off the horse before as far as wanting to do something, saying I'm going to do it and never being able to follow through. So that is actually why I created my podcasting journey. And that's that's not a plug for this. It's just that was my ability and a way to say, maybe I can keep myself accountable that way and do it kind of in my own private kind of lifestyle and journey through there and said, well, let's do this. Let's start with some regular training. Let's start with the first 5K, which I just finished like two weeks ago. Do some more 5Ks, gradually move up to like, 10Ks, do some half marathons, and then maybe in 2020, do the Disney half marathon or the Disney um, full marathon, or maybe I can do it in 2021, whatever the case may be, but take it slow and methodical. And yeah, that's kind of where I am at at the moment. Um, but yeah, lots of emotions going through when that event occurred. So, oh, I'm, I'm sure it was, I remember, I mean, it was, it was definitely a, a flood for me and, and my, my first marathon was a Disney marathon as well. So, uh, I, I, you know, I think it's, you know, when you, when you live in this area, it's, it's the most convenient, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you may not know about all the other races that are available, but it like, you know, you know about Disney. So, so why not? Um, but, uh, getting back to, to you a little bit and, and you've mentioned a couple of times various injuries and some knee issues and things like that. Um, what, what were some of, some of the issues were they, were they serious issues? Were they, were they basically, you know, I think you kind of mentioned at the end of that first marathon, uh, you know, it was kind of, you know, you'd put your body through a lot of stress and strain that it was, it hadn't had time to adapt to and, 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 uh, you know, be, uh, be able to withstand. So was it just kind of, was, was that for the most part, the problem or, or, uh, what, what were some of those injuries that you had to deal with? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would say that I've had one official um, knee injury. Um, of course, you know, with any type of running or training, you're going to get sore and you're going to have some pain or whatnot. But I, I did have a serious injury to the point of I needed to have surgery on it. So I'll kind of unpack that a little bit. Um, 
basically when I was doing some of those casual running events before the marathon, so back to back in time mm-hmm. in the 2009 to 2012, 13 time period, I had run some of those races. Like I mentioned, my son was born and a lot of the races that are not Disney related tend to be around the central Florida, Orlando area. And a lot of those are run on, you know, road courses or streets. A lot of them have cobblestone mm-hmm. too, and not all the cobblestone here. Um, in Florida or certain areas is completely level. So I've had some issues where I've either run into different pieces or tripped or fallen or whatever. So one of the events was um, um, down into the Park Avenue Winter Park area, and I had hurt my knee by falling um, there. And it kind of, of course, it fell. I got back up. Everything was fine. Mm -hmm. But then when I was at home, um, I like to play around with my son a lot. So, you know, with him being shorter than, than I am, <laughs> I would get on my knees and run around the house with him, right? You know, play with him, get on my knees, play on the toy, play with toys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, every dad does that, right? So running around, but then I started to feel like this extreme pain in my right knee and, and it would go on and on and on. And then I would try to keep off of it. But then eventually I would just jump on the floor and, and keep playing with him. And so after time, I noticed that the knee was starting to, to take on what appeared to be water or start to get a little bit, um, swollen. Mm -hmm. Um, as this went on, it continued to get worse to the point where it started to balloon up. And I was like, okay, something clearly is wrong here. So I need to go get it looked at. Um, and literally you put pressure on it or you try to kneel down on a knee that has water in it or, um, or it's swollen like that. It's excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. So I went to one of the local, local orthopedic, uh, places within Florida here and, uh, they checked it out and they said, yep, you, we need to take a look at this probably nothing. We're going to go ahead and stick a needle in it. We're going to drain out the fluid and it'll probably be fine. Um, I am not fond of needles by the way (laughs) at all. Um, uh, yeah, so not fond of needles. And so I look away, he drains it out. Uh, he shows it to me. It's a wonderful color. Um, (laughs) and, uh, he said you should be good. So he's kind of wrapping up everything he needs to wrap up doing some documentation on the computer. And then he kind of looks at it again for the last check and it literally is swelling up again Mm -hmm. and filling up with liquid. And he, I remember him saying, you know, he's an orthopedic, has seen lots of things, and he's like, this is not good. I was like, what do you mean this is not good? Um, so he looks at it, and he so then he basically calls the nurse, and they get another needle, and they start to drain it out again. Now, I'm not talking about it's like rapidly filling up like a glass of water, but it was filling up to the point where he had some concern. You know, so and and dra- filling up enough in those couple of minutes that, that it was noticeable. That's that's pretty pretty rapid for something like that. Exactly, exactly. And so he did a second syringe uh, that was half full this time. And basically had said, you know what, we're going to wrap this up. He put t- wrapped it up very tightly mm-hmm. to put some pressure on it. He said, we need to schedule you with, for surgery within the next week. Uh, and I said, okay, for what? And so long story short, basically he was scheduling me for a bursectomy, which is basically mm-hmm. when he would, go, he would cut it, the knee, go in, remove the bursa sac, which is kind of the area between the knee bone and the skin and all that. I'm not medical by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, but remove that. And then we'll close it up, stitch it up, and then it will heal naturally, and then you'll form another bursa sac underneath there or whatever. So I debated for a while if I wanted to do that, but of course wanted to do the right thing. So a week later, go and have the surgery done, and basically at that point, you're off your knee for quite some time doing physical therapy and whatnot. I had like 13 stitches in my knee, mm-hmm. first time I'd ever had stitches of any kind, went under anesthesia. So back to your point, that was a significant injury, and I don't think I truly ran on it for probably another maybe eight months, but I didn't feel like that knee got back to normal operating condition for me for at least two years. I know that sounds like a long time, but it felt weird and different for at least two years after. 
So wow, wow. So so then fast forwarding more to to today, or at least to to getting back into running now. Um, you know, lessons learned sounds like you know a little bit a little bit older, a little bit wiser. You know, a little bit uh, you know learned some of these lessons. T- took some, took my lumps, and now we're, now we're back, and and maybe hopefully doing a little bit better now with with easing into things and and building up more slowly and and not rushing to run. You know, the twenty nineteen marathon, but you know twenty twenty, like you said, maybe twenty twenty one if that's if that's what what it takes to get there. You know, intelligently. Um, How is the body responding to getting back into into running? Things things feeling good and going all right, or or how are we doing? So I, uh, I would say things are going slow and methodical, like I want them to be, which I think is smart and calculated, like you mentioned. So yes, a little bit older, a little bit wiser. I can guarantee you that there will be no dramatic uh, jumping into crazy <laughs> events for sure. Um, so the body is responding like I expected it, which is um, it's a little bit rebellious on being able to do it. The knee um, actually still has some pain. So what I've been doing is a little bit of road racing, uh, or road training here within the neighborhood and our, and the city, as well as doing, I have a treadmill as well in the garage. And so doing a combination of the two, because the treadmill obviously takes a lot of pressure and weight off of it as well. So that has been positive. Um, I would say it's going, um, as I would expect for sure. Um, and it, and it's been good. So I think that as long as I can keep going, down this path and trajectory, um, I will clearly be able to, to meet the goals that I need to meet for sure. But again, every day is a journey. Every day is a balance, you know, uh, things pop up, life happens. Um, but trying to stay focused and motivated has been a huge help and things like this and have been, um, just what's inspired me as well. It's, it's really the community and, and working with other folks that have been through this. Like when you say that you've been, you know, through your first marathon and it happened to be Disney and you had some training pieces too, it makes me feel human <laughs> that, you know, that there are other folks. And, and again, there's, there's probably thousands of people who have gone mm-hmm. through things like this, but it's, it's really good to know. And, uh, it's good to have that support structure. Yeah, certainly. And, and uh, what, what I'm, I'm sure you'll find as you continue on both with the running and, and of course, with the podcast and the social media and, and getting out there and, and, you know, even if it's not in person, but but virtually meeting folks that are that are runners and kind of sharing some stories and, and some 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 old, you know, both back back when I trained for my, for this, or, you know, whatever you, you hear some of those, quote unquote, war stories or battle stories or whatever, <laughs> um, you know, and, and you certainly won't feel maybe as 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 alone, you'll, you'll definitely feel more like, Oh, I'm not the, I'm not the only uh, person who didn't know what the heck they were doing when they got started and, and did some things that in hindsight were not wise, not wise, but uh, you know, you learn from them and, and you keep, keep building. So, um, you know, welcome back to, to the running fold. Certainly that that's, that's exciting and, and, uh, and hope that, that things continue to go well for you. Um, and, and with that, like, like you said earlier, you bring on the podcast as a way to kind of document, hold yourself accountable a little bit, things like that. Uh, how are you finding, uh, the, the world of podcasting to be, are you, are you enjoying it? Uh, hopefully, I mean, I know it's still early in the, in the, the, the run, I think six or seven episodes, something like that as we're recording this, but, uh, how is it, how's it going on the podcasting side of things? Yeah, so that's been um, very exciting um, for me. I, I've, of course, never been a podcaster before, um, and it, everything is new. It's a learning experience. It's been a lot of fun. Um, it's been great for me because it's, I actually get to go back and listen to my own story and hear it almost from a different perspective, which may sound a little weird, but it, it, it has been a huge help. 
Um, of course, have a few family members uh, personally that have listened to it and um, l- like my mother or my mom, and they listen to things that I say on the podcast that I may have never even shared with them. And so they come to me and they're like in tears, like, I didn't even know that th- this happened. Um, not the marathon piece, but just other pieces right. like that. But it's been um, it's been great um, and it has held me accountable. But it, it also for me is a documented um, truth and journey. And I'm very transparent in there is. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just kind of an average, you know, Joe, like, like many folks may be. And so I say in there, you know, Hey, I fell off the wagon here and, um, I did this instead of this, or, Hey, I would really like to just go sit and watch a movie for five hours and not run or train or do anything. But you know what? I'm not going to do that. And just by going through that process, it's been very helpful, helpful for me. Um, it's been a little bit more demanding than I thought because trying to record what I was setting as a goal of three podcasts so that I could keep myself kind of up to speed and accountable per week has been very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though my podcasts are a little bit shorter, like 30 minutes or 20 minutes or so. So that's been challenging. I may need to adjust that a little bit in the future, but all in all, it's been, it's been fun. I really like it a lot. Good, good. And, and, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh, I don't I don't know how long you've been listening to podcasts before you you decided to do it for yourself. But I know that was something I had to learn as well. Where it's like, like you, you know, whatever it is, it's a thirty minute show or it's a forty five minute show or whatever. And you're like, oh well, it must take you know what maybe an extra ten minutes or fifty. Like it can't <laughs> it can't take an extra like four hours on top of whatever it is you, you actually finally hear when you, when you're listening to it. But uh, yeah, it it sure kind of you know can take that long and, and certainly a couple of hours usually at, at least. So um, so yeah, you know if if you have to. To, to readjust a little bit you know it's, it's a beauty of of you know something like podcasting is, is similar to, to running where you know you, you might set your goals and they might be a little bit of amb- ambitious so you, you adjust you, you you see what's what's working what do you need to tweak how do you adjust it do you, do you knock it down to twice a week once a week once every two weeks or or or, or whatever um but just like running as well as long as you're you know staying consistent to what what is what what you're actually capable of doing um it starts to get easier it start you start to get into a routine you start to get into a groove and and what used to take you know three and a half or four hours now takes an hour and a half or two hours and, and all of a sudden it's, it's just from that that repetition so uh i certainly uh want to encourage you to to keep going and and you know just like you, you I, i'm pretty sure you said earlier you know not too many people go from not running at all to running a marathon well not too many people go from not doing a podcast to having it be this this smooth operation that is no big deal um there's a lot of of you know time invested to get there so um whether whether you end up taking it somewhere you know crazy or or, or it just continues to be what it is right now um just keep on keep on keeping on because it's it's i know for me it's a lot of fun and it sounds like you're enjoying it as well yeah, no, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. And thank you for the, the positive words, too. It really helps. Um, and yeah, it has been a journey for sure, based on the fact of uh, y- you were right. That first episode that I tried to do was um, basically four hours uh, and a lot of <laughs> troubleshooting. Uh, but it has gone down. I like how you related it to running, too, because it's it's like that. And, and so much is life like that, too. So um, it, it has been good. And uh, I look forward to continue it. And again, I, I even mentioned it in the very beginning, if it becomes nothing else and it's not really meant to become right. anything great in the future as far as I'm not trying to launch a platform or anything. What I'm trying to do is just help me hold myself accountable and have others say, hey, you know what? I listened to that the other day. And, you know, how are you doing on this or what, what's the next step for that or whatever? And so uh, for me, for now, it's it's been working and I'm going to continue to do that. And um, I look forward to kind of whatever that next step might be. So um, I have some future runs planned as well. So um, I'm excited. Fantastic. Fantastic. And once, once again, guys, and, and I'll, I'll mention this again when we officially wrap up, we're, we're almost to that point, but Marathon Dads is the podcast. Check it out. 
um, short, and, short and sweet, or at least short and sweet compared to me. There's not nearly as much rambling as there is when I get on the microphone, but uh, like AJ said, 20, 30 minutes, something like that. Um, and, and, you know, something you can add in on the days that, uh, you know, you, you get sick of listening to me ramble. You can, you can listen to AJ talk and hopefully be a bit, bit more coherent than, uh, what I tend to be. So, um, AJ as as we're, we're getting to that point of, of wrapping things up today. Um, the, the way I like to, to end the show is with something that I call a, a philosophical question, um, which, which, you know, might sound a little bit scary to some folks, but really it's just kind of like the introductory question only inst- I don't have one set question that I use. So it's, it's uh, a little bit more kind of based on what our conversation was, but uh, just give you a, a pretty open-ended question that uh, you can, you can take and answer with a couple of words. You can answer with a couple of sentences. You can, you can take it and run with it for 10 or 15 minutes, whatever, whatever you need to do to, or whatever seems right to you as, as far as, as answering this question. But um, I would, I would just be curious, uh, you know, at, at, at this point in, in your return to running uh, after, um, you know, doing it like, like we talked about earlier, doing it in, in, in college and or in, in high school, dabbling with it a little bit here and there through, through, uh, some, some, some good times or some, some, you know, decent races and some not so decent races. Um, how has, how is, how would you say that running has changed you? What, what is something that, uh, you can point to? And maybe this, maybe this even goes back a little bit farther, but, uh, you know, just, just something that, that running has, has shown you or taught you or, or, uh, made you aware of, that uh, hopefully has, has changed you for the better. Can, can you think of anything like that to wrap things up with today? Wow. Um, so, yeah, that's a great question and a you know, philosophical question. Like you said, when you first said that, I, I started to get a little antsy and scared on how to answer it. Um, so how has running changed me? I think for me, because um, I started um, running, not, you know, when you think of running, I think of running more as when I started playing soccer and I played soccer, you know, my, my whole life. Um, and I'm still a very avid soccer fan for sure. So I've always been running to a certain extent, but running in soccer and running in like a, uh, a street race or a trail race or whatever, completely different. I've always been fascinated with how I do, um, the battle that happens within a person or within me when I'm running, especially that marathon. And I've heard a lot of this happen. Um, even some of the podcasts I've listened for you, as well as just what I've heard other runners talk about is what occurs in the mind during that time, you know, the battle that happens, the ups and downs, um, that I experienced when I was running, you know, everything from what are the other runners thinking or what, what are they going through and what is their journey to how I'm physically feeling of my heart says this, but my mind says that, um, then, you know, seeing other people finish before I am and, you know, why are they there? So I've always been fascinated with how I'm able to overcome that. When I look back at how much I struggled on that marathon, I really actually don't even know how I finished it and all of the different pieces that were kind of against or, or, you know, put against me at that moment, but I still came through. So I think that running has changed me there to the point of like, I did that. Why can't I do another one if I train differently? How, why can't I take this piece of my life that I may be struggling with and compare that to running as well. So I don't know if I have a really good answer for you on that, but I do know that running is very unique in the fact that you, you're kind of up against yourself. You know, a lot of folks say, well, you know, baseball is a team sport and football is a team sport, but golf is like, you know, golf is a very mental game too. And I do like to play golf. I think running is like that too. It's a very, you know, mental game to yourself. It's you and you alone. And so that to me, uh, I don't know how to, to kind of channel it into one sentence or one set of thoughts, but I would say that 
that to me is very intriguing and, and really keeps me going to say, I wonder what's, what am I going to experience today or, or just getting out there? What are the views that I'm going to see today? Or what am I going to think about? Sometimes I run and I think about always work, right? And then I'm just getting some really good things out of my mind. Sometimes I think about family and then sometimes I think about, you know, the stress of what I'm going through and how much pain I'm in <laughs> and the run. But either way, um, I think running has changed me that way because it's a time to kind of get away from the stresses, work, um, sometimes, you know, just getting a de decompression from family at times can help too. But all of that wrapped into one is really why, even though I'm not in the best shape, I still want to do it mm -hmm. and I still want to go for more. So I hope that kind of wraps it up a little bit. That's, uh, that's how I feel though. So that's, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, I, I think it, it perfectly does. And I think that there's a, a lot of uh, me not in my head right now. And I think there's probably a lot of folks that are listening that are going, yep, I, I, I totally, totally get that and totally can, can relate as well. So, uh, a great, a great spot to wrap things up, a great spot to put a bow on things. Uh, once again, guys, marathondads.com is the website on the Twitter at marathon dads. And again, uh, marathon dads is the podcast I mean, wherever you're listening to this on a, on a podcast app near you, you can probably find it there as well. Just search for marathon dads and it should pop right up and go ahead and click that subscribe button and, uh, follow along as, as AJ gets, gets back into this sport that we all know and love and uh, works towards that uh, redemption marathon at some point uh, in the next uh, year and a half or two years, depending on how things play out. Uh, once again, disruns.com slash 624 is the link to take you back to the show notes. We'll have everything linked up there as well if you're out on the go and, and can't uh, jot something down or, or remember it or whatever it is. 624, disruns.com slash 624. So uh, with that, AJ, thank you uh, so much for taking the time today. Uh, and, and like I said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, 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 a, you know, it's always exciting as, as a, as a runner to, to have somebody, you know, come, come back and join us into the fold and, and be part of that running community again. And, uh, just excited to see what, what the future holds for you. Uh, continue to be patient, continue to be diligent, uh, and, and keep working towards those, those bigger goals. And I have, I have no question whether it's podcasting or, or the running or both, uh, that they'll continue to be successful for you. So thanks again for the time and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Really, really appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope that you enjoyed the conversation between AJ and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that we talked about today that uh, resonated a little bit more strongly with you than everything else? Uh, for me, and there were, there were a few things, certainly, as, as there usually are. But for me, I think that the, the big thing is something that I find myself coming back to fairly regularly, both for myself and sometimes for the athletes that I work with. And that is the idea of, of hindsight almost being 2020. You know, when, when AJ was talking about uh, that, that first marathon and how bad his knee was, and, and you know, he said, you know, maybe in, in hindsight, I shouldn't have, have kept going, but you know, I'm kind of stubborn and, and I set my mind to it. And if my body failed me, so be it, but I was not going to quit. Um, those are the types of things that in the moment it, it is what it is. That, that was the decision you make. And, and you look back on it afterwards and you go, well, maybe if I had it to do over again, I could do something a bit more intelligently. And maybe that exact example of that, you know, the knee really bothered him in the race. Uh, you know, that, that situation is what it is. But now I think it's safe to say that he's, he is, you know, having a little bit of, of uh, learning from the past, you know, hindsight being 2020 recognizing that, Signing up for that race and rushing into it without training appropriately caused him more more trouble than maybe than it was worth. I don't know, but caused him more trouble than it could have if he would have been more properly trained. Just ramped up the mileage 
steadily instead of just basically jumping into the marathon and, uh, you know, trying to power through it. And now that he's back on track and back into running and, and setting some goals, it sounds like he's learned from that example. He's that, that slightly poor choice, or maybe not as good of choices could have been, uh, and, and building up more slowly and sustainably and really setting himself up to run a good marathon. Uh, whether it's in 2019, 2020, 2021, whenever it is, um, you know, he'll get to it when he's ready instead of deciding to do it, whether or not he's ready. So, you know, for, for me and maybe for you as well, that's just a good reminder that, you know, in the moment, sometimes we, we make a decision that, that we think is the right decision or pride gets the better of us or ego gets the better of us. And we make, you know, we make whatever decision it is to, to continue to press on with our training, even though we've got a little bit of a niggle or we're, we're not as rested as we would like to be, but we're going to force it. And afterwards, after the fact, you look back on it and go, yes, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe that wasn't the best choice. Learn from those, those situations, learn from hindsight so that the next time you're in a similar situation, maybe you can make a little bit better decision based on past experiences. And hopefully maybe you won't even put yourself into that situation again because of learning from that past experience. So, um, you know, that, that that's my takeaway, just kind of learning from the past hindsight being 2020, it, it is what it is. You can't go back and change those situations, but if you learn from them and use that looking forward now, hopefully you can, you can save yourself some, maybe some knee pain, uh, in, in AJ's case, or just whatever, whatever the distress, discomfort, bad situation is. If you can look at the past, use that to, to reshape the future. Hopefully you'll put yourself in a better situation and running in, in, you know, in other areas of life as well. So anyway, that was my takeaway. What about you? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at Dizrun. Shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes for this episode, which you can find at Dizruns.com slash six, two, four, and uh, leave a comment there. And while you're there, you can connect with AJ, subscribe to his podcast, give it a listen, let, let him know what you think. Uh, starting a new podcast is always, uh, it, it's, it can be quiet. It can be crickets out there. Uh, shoot, having a podcast at 624 episodes long can sometimes feel like it's crickets out there. So anytime that you're willing to let somebody know what you think of their show, I know I know, I always appreciate it. And I'm sure AJ would appreciate hearing from you as well. So check that out, Marathon, Marathon Dads on a podcast app near you. So without any further ado, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Once again, thanks to DKMS for supporting the show. Thank you guys for supporting DKMS. It, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a nice... Uh, flow of everybody gets the support that they need. Uh, and ultimately, in this case, we're, we're potentially saving a life, which is uh, well worth support if you ask me. So thanks to DKMS. Once again, DKMS.org is the website. And uh, text the word AMAZING to 50555 if you want more information about what you can do to get yourself in the pool of potential marrow donors and potential lifesavers through DKMS. Uh, and with that, we'll go ahead and officially, officially, officially now wrap this thing up, put a bow on it call it a day. Thank you guys for listening. Certainly appreciate your time. Certainly appreciate your attention. Thanks for taking me with you wherever we went today, on the roads, on the trails, running errands, doing work around the house, folding laundry, washing dishes, whatever it was. Uh, glad to, to be in your earballs and uh, hope that you enjoyed this episode as always. And until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening and we'll talk soon. See you guys.